Life Happens Weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. All right, so the National Debt Counseling Association wants um, people to come back and uh, declare their statuses and actually register with a debt counsellor. So the question is, why is it that everybody is shy to do that? Benay Sega is a chairperson of the National Debt Counsellors Association. Who's on the line with us? Benay, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Thank you, Tamela. Um, thanks for having me on the show. All right. Let, let's just maybe define quickly what exactly debt counselling is. Yeah. Um, debt counselling is uh, part of the National Credit Act, um, the same act that allows us to get credit. Uh, luckily, has a provision for allowing us to get out of debt when the credit turns really, really sour. And uh, I think you mentioned debt counselling earlier. I, we just need to be very clear. I, I mean, it's not something for everyone. Um, but I think what we're trying to do as an association is make people be aware that um, it is an option for some individuals who are struggling with their debt. And how I would position it is, is as follows. Um, often, I think consumers think of the things that they pay for during the course of the month. And, you know, we have our expenses. Of course, we need to pay for food. We need to pay for transport. We need to pay for petrol and kids' clothing and so on, schooling. Um, and we always think of debt repayments as something that's immovable, you know, as something that's untouchable, uh, that we'll never, we can never sort of modify. And what we're trying to uh, convey to consumers is that debt counseling is one of those ways. If you find yourself overburdened by your debt and you're unable to make ends meet, you can get that debt rearranged with the help of a debt counselor such that it fits into your budget better than it did before. And I think it's something that we're trying to open the conversation. Consumers are aware that um, you don't always have to sort of pay the same debt amount. You can get it rearranged or restructured in, you know, working with a debt counselor and your creditors. So you said it's not for everybody. Who is it not for? Yeah, if you're not struggling to pay your debt, um, it, it will not be for you. Um, I think there are two sort of conditions for, for debt counseling. One is um, you, you have to be struggling in terms of paying back your debt or you're about to struggle with a definition as to what this means, uh, specifically from the national credit. And the second thing is you have to have an income to demonstrate to creditors that you can repay back your debt. Uh, if you are finding yourself really struggling with your debt, of course, this could be a good option for you. Um, but I think the best way to find out is if you do speak to a debt counselor, then they will tell you um, whether you are eligible for it or not based on your level of debt, based on the nature of your debt and based on the income level that you have. Hmm. I'm intrigued by you saying you have to have an income. So if you run into trouble, and you do not have formal income, but you are in trouble and you still want to continue paying for your debt, you don't qualify? Yeah, I think income doesn't necessarily mean a job, but mm-hmm. you have to have uh, some money to demonstrate that you can pay back your debt. Um, if you would like to pay your debt, of course, I mean, what we'd recommend to consumers is it depends on the type of debt that they have. If they have debt with only one institution, let's say um, mm-hmm. there's only one bank that mm-hmm. they owe money to, mm-hmm. I would suggest that consumers work with that lender directly and see if they can get their debt rearranged. But if they owe money to multiple entities, 
Um, that's where debt counseling becomes really powerful because the debt counselor will do the negotiation on your behalf and find out whether the debt can be rearranged. So I think when we say it may not be for everyone, those are the types of things that we should be aware of. Um, you know, we should definitely shouldn't push everybody to debt counseling because I think for some people, they can manage their debt on their own. They just need a little bit of a help. So I think it depends on the type of debt that they have and whom it is with. So one of the issues that we have at the moment, and this is perhaps why there is this drive, is that people don't necessarily trust debt counsellors. There have been some really rogue elements around. And help us with how one identifies someone who should be a debt counsellor and, and those rogue elements. Yeah, definitely. Um and this is an unfortunate thing. I think uh, much like any new industry, our industry has been around for 10 years. That's not so new, but, uh, you know, it's been around for about a decade. And uh, unfortunately, there are some um, elements that are attractive to the, to, the, to the industry to try to make a quick buck. And I think one needs to be very careful as a consumer. So I think the first thing to do is that... Um, you know, you know, go through an association. Ours is one of the associations. There are also others, and find out from them who their members are. Often, these would be reputable companies uh, who would offer the services of of, of uh, debt counselling. Um, the, the other thing to do is uh, check that the debt counsellor is registered by the National Credit Regulator, and you can do this easily by going to the NCR's website and searching for debt counsellors, and you should be able to find that individual registered as a debt counsellor. If you find yourself in a situation where someone insists that you pay money direct to the account, if they're a debt counselor, I would certainly avoid that situation. By law, debt counselors cannot take money themselves, but they ne- we need to use agents called payment distribution agencies who are basically also registered with the NCR, who are meant to manage the money is that the consumer would pay and distribute it to all the creditors. So if you ever come across someone who says, pay my account directly, um, you know, instead of a PDA, as we call it, then that should definitely be a red flag. And ask the debt counselor whether they use um, what's known as debt counseling rule set. And this is where it becomes really powerful for consumers who have unsecured debt, particularly for personal loans and credit card debt. This rule set that's agreed by the industry, including creditors, allows the debt counselors in some situations to reduce interest rates all the way down to 0% for unsecured debt. And normally consumers have unsecured debt, meaning credit cards and personal loans, to the tune of somewhere between 22 to 25% interest rate, which is extremely high. Um, and what that means is you end up paying, if you borrow 50,000 Rand, you probably end up paying somewhere in the vicinity of 120,000 Rand in total by the time that you finish with such high interest rates. Mm-hmm. And what the debt counselor does is, is, is that they can uh, use the tools to interest rates on your affordability as but I, I, it may be because of the weather, but your line is really, really bad, and we are experiencing some really tough weather out here. So I'm going to ask that we put you back on the line. Uh, I'll take a quick break and then see if we can't get you on a better line. Uh, Benay Sega Sega is a chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association. And I'm also going to take this time to to welcome you to, to call in with your questions. Perhaps you were under debt counseling. You are not really satisfied with your experience. Maybe you are considering it at the moment 011-714-2006 as well as whatsapps on 0614-104-107 this is also an opportunity for you to report somebody who you think was bogus and and came across as somebody who was going to assist you so you are more than welcome to give us a call now we are speaking to the 
chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We're discussing debt counselling and um, my guest is Bene Sager, who is a chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association. Let's try that again, Bene. Um, I hope it's a better line. Hi. Oh, I think it's. I actually think it's gone worse. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put you back and then uh, try and read some voice notes. And in fact, let me just play one or two voice notes before I get back to you. Good afternoon. My name is Rato Mabula and Lepalale. Debt cancelling to me is worse than just owing whoever you are owing. And I think a better solution is just to directly pay whoever you are owing. Um, I joined them in 2019, I think around April. Um, they consolidated my uh, whatever that I owed. And uh, I only realized over a year later that I was paying for their services. The first year I pay for their services and there's just a, a little amount of money that is going to whoever you are in debt for. And then last year when uh, hard lockdown was introduced, I lost income and they were on my case. They wanted proof that I was not receiving a salary. And to cut the long story short, to me, they are just worse. Um, it's better to directly pay whoever you are owing. All right. Let's let's try that again. Benay, are you back on a better line? Yes, I hope so. Excellent. Okay. So Rato is saying, you know, according to him, his experience has not been pleasant, and I'm sure it represents many other experiences, that if if he knew better, he would have gone and perhaps paid the people that he owes directly. I, I don't remember a debt counselor approaching somebody and saying, actually, I think it's better for you to speak to your bank. Why then is it? that institutions of financial institutions for argument's sake do not have that individual in their own institutions so that the process doesn't step outside of the institution yeah i mean this is one of the powers that were separated by the national credit act Mm. the act of debt counseling is a is a natural person that is meant to be a third party in negotiating uh, debt rearrangement on behalf of the consumer. So I'm sorry to hear that in this consumer's case, it didn't work out. But I imagine that, you know, there must have been a point in his life where he was struggling with the debt and he needed some some support. So, uh, and I think you need to um, register debt counselors who use the DCRS system, who would be able to tell you upfront how much you're going to pay every month for the next however number of months you, you have to pay back your debt so that there are no surprises. And one thing I want to mention is that <clears throat> with debt counseling, who uses the system, uh, most consumers get a significant reduction in the amount that they would need to pay in terms of foregone interest rates and payments. And I think often consumers don't see that or don't realize that. Um, you know, it's, it's a big sort of positive of it. And I'm sorry that it didn't work out in the case of this consumer, but I think it does work out in the case of most consumers, I would add, you know, in terms of being able to help them get over this hump of the burden of debt. Hmm. So you go into debt counseling at what price? What, 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 what do you forfeit? Uh, you mean what are the trade-offs that, yep. that one makes? Yep. So, uh, I mean, there are there are a few things that uh, one needs to forfeit. So, firstly, uh, if you go under debt counseling, that means you recognize that you need to repay your debt, and therefore you're listed on the credit bureaus for the duration that you are under debt review, that um, you, you are under debt counseling or debt review, as most commonly known. 
which means you are unable to take out new credits during that period, which I think is only fair because as a consumer, you need to demonstrate that you can pay back the debt that you owe. Um, secondly, I would say, uh, you know, it's in the same tune, as a result of that, you're unable to use your credit card during that period as part of the debt repayments. Um, I think those are probably the two uh, sort of um, major uh, sort of uh, things that happen with debt counseling. In terms of benefits, the first one to start with is that your debt repayments are based on what you can afford as a consumer. So we normally work with um, consumers' um, net income, and we would say consumers generally pay somewhere between 30 to 40% of their net income for their debt repayments as part of debt counseling. Whereas when they come to us, often we find that they would need to pay 60, 70, almost 80% of their net income, which is unsustainable. So we base it off the affordability of the consumer. And depending on the level of debt that the consumer has, then we, we, you know, working with the creditors, extend the number of months the consumer has to repay back their debt. So for some debts, it takes longer to pay. However, they will pay much less on a monthly basis as a consumer. We also mentioned the benefit of getting interest rate reduction. I mean, if you think about often the 22 to 25% unsecured debt uh, interest rate down to 0%, that's a huge benefit for the consumer as long as they stay in the program and pay. And um, there's also the protection of assets for those consumers who may be in arrears with their car payments or their bond, what also happens is those things are incorporated as part of the debt review process. And as a result, you are protected from the creditors in terms of repossessions, as long as you keep paying while you're under debt counseling. Let me go to Sunny Boy, who's calling us from KZN. Sunny Boy, hi. Good day, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for calling, Sunny Boy. Yes. I, I just have a question here. It's a bit longer, but I'll try to make it short. Mm. I made a loan some time ago. I couldn't afford to pay it anymore. Tried to make arrangements with the bank up until I was handed over, I think, from one debt cancelled, second one. I think I'm on my third one right now. So the problem now is I asked these guys um, 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 with this arrangement because it, it looked like a good offer that they were offering me. They sent me an email last year to just say, uh, Sonny Boy, we have bought your loan from Capitec. Now you are with us. So this is what we are offering you. So I said, okay. I waited for the guy to phone me. He phones me, and then I asked him for his, uh, they are F, I think it's an FSP number. He took some time, and then after, I think, uh, two minutes, he said, hey, we are working from home. I can't, I don't know if I can't find. I said, okay, until then, um, I will wait you provide me with the information. So what I did earlier this year, I emailed them. I said, guys, you didn't give me clarity on this new arrangement that, um, and the discount that you guys are willing to offer me. So they phoned me back and said, okay, we are ready. This is what you are offering me. But because I'm worried about the bank that I'm owing, I asked them, I said, guys, could you send me a letter or any document from the bank that I, that I had a loan with that I don't owe them anything. You guys have bought my credit from them. And then I haven't had any feedback from um, them um, ever since. So I don't know what my situation is because I was getting worried. I even wanted to check what is my credit uh, status at the moment. So in that case, what what do I do? Because these guys, when I went to Capitec, they, they, they don't appear on the system that um, 
um, they bought my loan. The other company appears on my on the system when I went to Capital. All right. So, Benet, these are distinctly different things. People that buy debt are not necessarily debt counsellors. No, um, I, I, they, they are not. Um, I mean, I, I think if, if you are talking about a debt collection, see, I mean, those would be the um, what the individual is referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, those are not debt counsellors, and they actually not subject to the national credit. But I would suggest the gentleman, there is a credit ombudsman that one can apply to. I think the details online. They would be able to best assist given the particular situation, you know, as to where to go to try to resolve it. Mm. All right, Sonny Boy. So it doesn't sound like you're speaking to a debt counselor. Um, you, you are speaking to other people, not a, not a debt counselor. But I think, but maybe the best thing to do is to go to the credit ombuds office and see if they can assist you there. Oh, okay. okay Thanks, Sonny thank Boy. You. Sipo, you're calling from Durban. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela. How are you, man? I'm well. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Sipo. Well, Pamelo, uh, mine is going to be short and sweet. Mm. I would like to advise maybe whoever that is in debt to directly, I concur with that first uh, voice note person. Those people, they will come up with all this nice thing to say they are cancelling the debt. I'm telling you, Pamelo, they put you deeper and deeper into debt. My story was, it goes like this, Pamelo. Within two weeks, I was so rushed actually to sign up with them because I had some difficulties in paying for my stuff. Mm. They rushed me within two weeks, and then obviously I had signed up with them. But remember, I'm talking about two weeks. Mm. When I realized that, no, man, this thing is not going to work for me, and then I said to them, guys, could you please cancel everything? Because I've heard from some other people saying that this thing here, yeah, actually it puts you deeper and deeper into debt. Mm. Do you know what they said? They said, no in order for us to actually to release you off our contract or whatever, that two weeks contract, I need to pay them about 5,000 rand, right? Mm-hmm. And I said to them, what for? Because I haven't even started actually receiving those services. Why are you saying now I must pay you 5,000 rand? I even know that that councillor name. I don't know if I can actually name them on air. No, but I'm just saying that obviously, they are saying this thing here is too good to be true, Pamelo. Now, three years into what actually that supposedly contract that I signed with them. Mm-hmm. My name is still flagged, but I've been paying my debt on my own. My car, I'm still driving my car, paying it on my own without any of their services. When I ask them, when are you going to remove my name uh, from, from being flagged? I'm me being made to, to run around like a headless chicken in such a way that they've got a group of lawyers as well that they claim to assist you, and then they want another fee to say, look, in order for your name to be cleared and uh, those flags to be lifted, you need to work with so and so and so, and this is so much that it's going to cost you. So I would like to say in a nutshell, to advise other South Africans, to say, guys, rather negotiate with your service provider directly rather than to go for these so-called dead settlers. Mm. Sipo, thank you so much for that experience. I've got a couple of questions uh, stemming from that call. Benay, I'm going to ask you perhaps when we come back, I need to take a break. Is So when you've changed your mind or your situation is better, how easy is it to come out of the contract and what does that entail? And many other questions around, you know, associations with other people uh, that they bring on the table, people that they say will clear you off your credit, bad credit record. Is that legal? That's a question I'm going to ask my guest who's a chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association in a short while. It's 1.30. Let me go to Nandika Bukas for the latest in headlines. 
You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Bene Sega is a chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association. Thank you for staying with us, Bene. So um, that call that came through earlier, Sipo uh, saying that, you know, he's had trouble. Can you change your mind? And, and what does it take to come out of debt counseling? Yeah, firstly, I'm sorry that that was the experience of the gentleman. And my recommendation would be you always have recourse with uh, the regulator. I mean, they, they have a complaints division, and if there's a particular allegation, you can always go to them. I'm not sure if this was uh, told to him by, by that particular debt counsellor. And this is also why we say you've got to go with someone who's registered with the NCR to make sure that your rights are protected. Um, so with, with debt counselling, when, when it was written in the Act, National Credit Act, I think it was envisioned as something people will continue all the way through paying that paying their debt and um you know right now you have um if you have a situation after you've applied and you're paying if you have a situation where you um where your income or your you know financial situation improves and you say i can manage my debts on my own we get these requests from time to time um it is a bit difficult to get out of the system until you pay your unsecured debt so what we tell consumers is, if that is the case and you have improved your you have to, you can increase what you're paying on a monthly basis. Um, if your situation has improved, arguably you would have more money to pay towards your debt. And that will allow you to get out of debt quicker and then uh, re- get the, that, that um, review flag removed. That's the recommendation that we give them. So as it was envisioned, as it's written in the Act, unfortunately there is no way to say, you know what, I'm done with this, I want to leave today um, because, you know, the act was meant to help consumers see benefits of debt counseling all the way to the end. And that's the reason for it. But but if you are in a, just maybe help me clarify that if you find that you're in a better situation, you, you still can't, cannot come out? You can pay more and finish paying your debt. And of course, you will, you will come out when you finish paying your debt. But um, I think for me, where the concern is here is, for instance, for a debt that is, I don't know, what's 20 year old bond kind of debt, the, the, the payment period is quite long. So you are able now to get uh, maybe a better job. You're able to resume normal payments. Are you not able to come out of that arrangement because you are able to resume the payments that you you were paying before you went into debt counselling? Should you be waiting another, you know, for the twenty years before you can come out? Yeah, so so the twenty year period um, for the bond, it, the bonds are d- handled differently when it comes to debt review. Mm-hmm. So you, when I say finish paying the debt, I mean unsecured debt only. Mm-hmm. For bonds, you just have to be up to date with your payments. The moment you finish paying your credit card and personal loan, that kind of debt, mm-hmm. and you're up to date with your bond, you can leave that counseling. Okay. That you get clearance certificate. Bonds are handled differently. So the, with the bonds, because as you say, it's usually twenty. So for the duration that you're under debt counseling, which, by the way, for most consumers, it's between three to four years. For that duration, you get the benefits of being under debt counseling by reduction of interest rates. Finished paying your other debt, which is generally unsecured debt. That's the one we're referring to. You have to finish paying that off. Uh, and if you're up bond payment, which most be, then um, you get a clearance certificate, so your name is cleared as having ever been under debt review, and you resume paying the bond repayments on your own with the terms that you had previous to uh, applying to debt counseling. 
Okay. So that is how it how it works for most consumers. All right. You're calling from Limpopo. Good afternoon. Hello, you. I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling. I'm good, thank you. Look, um, just to echo what the previous listener said, eh? mm. um, there's nothing good out of debt cancelling. In actual sense, it takes you back. Actually, it pulls you back. You're never going to grow. You're never going to recover. I've I've been through that. And I think I spent something like 24 months paying for their uh, interest. How it came, I can't even tell even today. So I ended up cancelling everything and I stopped there and uh, I went by myself. Actually, I lost a lot because I ended up paying from my pocket. I cancelled with them because it did not work. Every time I check, my credit doesn't change. Mm-hmm. When I check with the people that I'm owing, nothing is changing. I'm still owing the same amount. Mm-hmm. So when I decide to inquire with them, they'll take you from pillar to post. So you end up not knowing where to run to. And when they come, they come with these suites. Then you get interested, then you run there. This, you're never going to recover from that. So that was my experience. So I will not encourage people to, 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 to check with that. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, they are selling, they are doing business, actually. And they're never going to be straight with people. You'll just get deep into debt. But Bene, what, what are the regulated fees that a debt counsellor should be charging? Yeah, the fees are regulated by the National Credit Regulator. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they are available to the public. And the fees um, generally depend on how much your debt repayments are. They're linked to the, your debt repayments. So what's the percentage? Uh, so overall, what ends up happening is that of the amounts that a consumer pays, 90 to 92% of that money ends up going to creditors over the course of the debt review payments. So the rest is fees and also um, payment distribution agency fees. If you So basically, nine out of every 10 rand ends up with your credit if you compare that to some other methods of collection, like I think the gentleman was talking about debt collection earlier, yeah. or if you fall into arrears where the debt is sold, there you they're going to add for every SMS, um, for every phone call, for every letter, there's going to be added. And often you end up paying 20 to 25% more. With debt counseling, when you actually speak to, again, a reputable debt counselor and you're given a particular quote as to this is how much you, you're going to pay per month towards your debt, that amount includes all the fees, including debt counselor's fees, PDA fees, and any fees owed to creditors and the debt repayments. So it's an all-inclusive amount for, for the consumers. I think it's unfortunate that, I mean, we have several consumers who had a bad experience with this, and I feel for them. Um, my advice would you know, get in touch with the NCR if things go pear-shaped immediately. The National Credit Regulator is there to help uh, sort of protect the consumers. Fees are regulated and they are publicly available so the consumer can find out. And they should ask the debt counselor how much of this is going to be your fees, you know, when they get a quote, just so there's transparency. We definitely recommend that for the consumers. Some some voice notes coming through, Bene. Good afternoon, Pamela. It's Edward and Polokwani. That is a total waste of time and money. I, 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 I'm currently faced with that challenge that at the moment I'm paying my own installment. However, I'm still flagged as a debt review client. The problem is that they pay little amount and you are dead. The interest keeps on adding on top of the whole amount. What they do, they take the whole chunk of money for themselves. So I wouldn't advise anyone to go for that route. Honestly, it's not it's not working. It's just a total waste of time and money.
I would advise people to negotiate with their credit uh, people directly. Thank you. Afternoon, afternoon, I don't understand. I think I think our our, our, our system need to be reviewed or need, need to be amended because why do you need some uh, some uh, a, a death counselor to negotiate for you? Why why can't you negotiate? Straight to the bank, and the bank listen to, to your problem and and try to lower your instalment and the interest. That's my question. That's not fair from Amtata. Thanks. Okay, so Bene, what does concern me is the widespread um, allegations and perceptions that most debt collectors keep the money for themselves and they don't forward the big bulk of the money to creditors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what I tried to articulate earlier is that um, in debt counselling, debt counsellors do not take the money um, themselves. Uh, again, registered debt counsellors by law are not allowed to take money themselves. They have to go through a payment distribution agency. Mm-hmm. So if any consumer is being told to pay to something other than a registered payment distribution agency, and they're also registered with the NCR, then I think this is a great opportunity to educate our consumers about what what to do about that. Um, there's no way that, uh, you know, consumers should be paying directly to debt counselors. Um, that's not that's not how it's meant to work. Um, I mean, I hear there's quite a few negative points made. Um, it's difficult to sort of answer them, you know, without seeing the sort of real specifics of the situations. But I certainly get the sentiment from consumers that this was not a great experience for them. And that's unfortunate. I think what we as part of the, our drivers and association is also helping consumers about what to look out for. And I think we're stressing the same points. Um, make sure you can verify that this is a registered debt counselor. Make sure that they're using a payment distribution agency to handle the monies. Make sure that they give you an amount that you're going to pay every month and they can show you on a proposal how that money is going to be distributed to your creditors over the next three, four, or however many years you are there. As a consumer, you have full rights and you need to ask for the transparency to see documentation and make sure that there is documentation that's sent to you and on a piece of paper, you need to something that if you feel you're not comfortable with the consumer, I would recommend any consumer to walk away from the steel or any other for that matter. I think, uh, you know, consumers need to that line keeps failing us. Let me take another voice note. Afternoon, Pimelo. Pimelo, I had um, a debt. I took uh, a TV on on credit, so I was paying it on installments, and I missed two installments. And the shop sends uh, someone to come and collect the TV, and that guy was coming even one o'clock in the morning and knocking my door like uh, like hell, and eventually he grabbed the TV. Um, uh, around 12 o'clock midnight and when I took the TV they were my USBs on and I couldn't get them and they had very important uh, documents on them. Is it right for someone shop to send someone to come and collect their items uh, during the middle of the night? Thank you. Hi Pamela, um, this is Anonymous. You know the 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 issue of of debt counselors and debt counseling. I feel like it's 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 fraud. 
and it's you know licensed fraud because i know of many people uh, that went for debt counseling for example you go for debt counseling they look at your debt then they give you an amount let's say for example uh, 3.5 to pay per month you say okay i'll pay you know 4.5 and they say it's still for three years i know more than one person after that three years they tell you that no they didn't count properly now suddenly the contract is for six years but the initial contract you signed for is for three years for me that's fraud you know it's it's even worse than 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 you are actually uh, in a worse situation than you were when you started with the debt so the pro the, the proper thing to do is when you cannot pay your debt go straight to the 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 the, the bank or wherever you're owing and then negotiate with them and do it from your own coffers debt counselors are just there to make money and to to you know to make you more even poorer they don't help with anything they are useless as far as i'm concerned thank you bye hi kathy i'm lunga here from the western cape um debt counseling is an option i've had a fairly decent experience however when i went into it, i went to, into it voluntarily subsequently i'm now able to afford my my installments my debt i was going through something it was a business issue etc now i'm fine and trying to get out of it and 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 remove the flagging of the review is a mission and if you don't if i'm lucky enough to have funds but if you don't have these cash amounts to sort out large amounts of debt then you're stuck in that process until you pay it it's not it's not for us it's a system that's that's keeping people in the system of debt anyway that's my opinion thank you very much let me take the last call bernard uh, bernard are you calling us from western cape hi bernard hi. hi how are you i'm well thanks thanks for calling bernard i'm good thanks i'm actually very much concerned because quite frankly from where i'm standing debt collection debt collectors that they don't help I, I don't know because, I mean, a lot of businesses, they should advise in terms of us having some insurance attached to whatever product or whatever service they offer. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it is pure South Africans who get uh, tarnished and having bad debt uh, records. Every time these people talk, talk in the media, unfortunately, they use media personnel like you guys. And that's where now a lot of South Africans, we they said that they fall into Every time they advise themselves, they use people like you, people who are like media channel. And How do they use us? To me, that's not right. We tend to believe that, that people like you, media forefront, they advise us better. But at the end of the day, the kind of products that we take from the collectors, they're actually putting us on a big foot. You can't repay a company. Bernard? For like... This, yes. this is this is regulated by the National Credit Act. How are they using me for what is regulated by government? In most in, in most cases, they use um, uh, forefront media personnel. But how how are they doing that in this instance? You have every right to be given information. How is that being used? Because information is power. We have asked questions. You are calling here. You have every right to ask him questions that make you uncomfortable. How is that being used? Because people have the right to information. And the National Credit Act actually is not bogus. It's something that is on in our law. This is not a okay, debt collector, by the way. This is 
okay, the person we're speaking to, and they have distinctions here. You are speaking about debt collectors. This is the National Debt Counseling Association chairperson. And I think you must be very careful to not name people and discredit people who actually are very legit and confusing them with people who are not. Okay, no, I hear what you're saying. Mm, I think I think you, you, you must be careful how you address people. Your frustrations are understandable, but I think you must be careful how you address certain issues. There is nothing bogus about the National Debt Associ- Counselors Association. You may not al- appreciate debt counseling, and that conversation is open. But I think for you to say they're using us for something that is, is, is not authorized or, or illegal, that's not true. Let me take that back. But in, in, in a nutshell, what I would say is, wouldn't be, it be best for South Africans to be given products whereby there are insurance you know, attached? So that at the end of the day, if someone happens to lose his or her work, there wouldn't be a point whereby that person would want to be handed over to a point of maybe tripling the payment at the end of the day via being handed over to debt co- for debt collection. We can ask Bene that question to answer you, Bene. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, debt collection is, is a, as you say, very contentious thing, and I think we did speak about it earlier in the call. Is our members that's not the business that we are in. Our members are our debt counselors, and you know, with with the debt collection, I'm not an expert on it. The way I understand it is, um, there are two types of it. That one type is when you, uh, you know, a company uh, sells the debt to another entity because they have not been unable to collect on it for a while and it's in arrears, and it becomes the property of someone else who now needs to collect on that debt. And the second option is that sometimes, um, you know, lending institutions outsource the collection to another entity while it's owned still by a particular bank or lender. It's it's kind of collected on by another entity. In both cases, it ends up costing the consumer more. But it ends up in that place is is that um, there was mispayments and arrears and so on. Now, the, the caller brings up a good point about insurance. Now, credit insurance, and most credit agreements would have this, and they may have, I'm not saying they do, they may have, uh, you know, depending on the caller's um, credit agreement, they may have provisions to pay out um, if you are retrenched or if something happens to you or there's uh, another situation, you're unable to pay your debt and you you can prove this. But I think one would need to look at the original credit agreement to see what the provisions are. But the point is often consumers don't know what's in the original credit agreement. So one of the important things for consumers is to always keep a copy of the original credit agreement and know what your rights are and what what you're entitled to, including things like credit insurance, which you may be able to claim, uh, let's say, if there's a retrenchment that is provided for. All right. We we have lost him. I think, Benet, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. I think what we do need is to bring in the credit ombud, but I appreciate your time. Benet Sega is a chairperson of the National Debt Counselors Association. What we'll do is that we'll follow that conversation up with the National Credit Ombud um, so that you are able to address many of the questions that you've had so that you also are clear about the differences between the different entities in the credit lending space. I think that seems to me to be an issue. We need to find more information, more clarity, and obviously some of the complaints to be addressed with the credit ombud.